Hello, everybody, and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest-hitting, up-and-coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the Internet today. I'm your host, Ben, joined here once again. He's finally back from recovery, my host, the one, the only, Big Rob. How the hell are you doing over there, man? Bo, I am doing wonderful. I'm doing fantastic. Bo, it's great to be back and ready to talk some football. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for some dinner, boys. Yes, sir. We got a lot to get into today, so uh, go ahead and buckle up that chin strap, put in that mouthpiece. It's going to be a hard hitter. Let's get it. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? We're back in the studio, ready to do the damn thing. It's Monday, January 24th, in the year 2022. Double deucing it. How about that? Oh, yeah, the year of the double deuce, boys. I think we need to go ahead and open one up. Wish they had one, too. Beat you to it, buddy. (laughs) Today, we got a lot to get into. Uh, First and foremost, I mean... How the hell you been, man? You've been sick for a little while. You left me. I was in here by myself for a couple of days. I don't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, man. You know, a little little respiratory problem. Thought it was COVID there at first, but luckily it wasn't. So, no lingering effects. But uh, you know what? I got to watch a little football while I was laying in the recliner, wallowing in self pity. <laughs> well, at least you always got football, man. We've had some damn good football on lately with the NFL, which. Don't get me wrong, I really don't follow the NFL like I once did. Still love my Green Bay Packers. Well, used to, used to. I'm <laughs> in a little bit of disgust with them. I'm on strike with them right now. Kind of disgusted. But, uh, yeah, you have to worry, man. We thought old Uncle COVID had done knocked on the door and gave you a visit. I said, man, don't tell me Uncle COVID done got a hold of Big Rob. Well, I, I don't know, man. I thought I was going to have to punch old COVID in the mouth, man. It, it had me worried for a minute. Yes, sir. It was a big relief when you said that test came back negative and it was just an upper respiratory infection, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's nothing to be played with in a stamp cell. That's nasty on its own, but it's, it's better than uh, Uncle COVID. Yes, sir. That is, that's a rough thing affecting a lot of families around the world. And I wish like hell it would go away, but it just... It just keeps seeing them mutate, man. I mean, you, you're getting the regular COVID, then you're getting the, the party COVID, and now you got the COVID that you could just walk into a room and grab. I mean, it's it's just getting crazy, man. It's kind of like jamming a joint in your finger. <laughs> as soon as you think you're getting over it, you get out there and throw the old pigskin around a little bit, and all of a sudden you catch one, and it's right back to square one. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I hate it, but uh, hopefully the good Lord above will keep looking out for us and keep looking out for everybody else, and maybe we'll get past this damn thing. And let's hope so. Let's hope so sooner rather than later. Yes, sir. Uh, First and foremost, how about this past weekend of football, man? Do you realize, and it was brought to my attention on Facebook today, that this is the first time, and I believe they said 12 years, that Tom Brady or your main man back there at quarterback in Green Bay is not going to be. Oh, A.A. Ron. Oh, yeah, in the uh, championship games. Yeah, yeah, it sucks, but <laughs> I mean, hell, I'm not getting too excited because, I mean, hey, Green Bay, I mean, if there is 
anything that is guaranteed us life is taxes, death, and my beloved Green Bay Packers choking in the playoffs and making me want to throw up all over the floor every <laughs> single year. I can't stand it. I don't know why they do this to me every year. They build me up just to bring me down. Oh, I'm telling you, whenever that last field goal went through, you just fell back on the floor. Well, I thought you got a heart attack. You had me about to call 911. There was a reason my lovely wife had already left the living room. I think she foresaw the end of the game. I think she saw into the future a little bit, and she decided she was going to get out of there. Well, not only that, but, I mean, she was picking on the whole game through. Yeah, she's all bear fam. <laughs> bear down. Uh, you know what me and the Chicago Bears had in common this past weekend? You were sitting on the bench. We were both sitting on the couch watching the game on TV. <laughs> Which brings to my attention, how the hell did your Steelers do this past weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another one had something in common with that. Yep, absolutely. But you know what? You know, Ben went out. At least he made it to the playoffs. But, I mean, after week one, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Hopefully we'll get a quarterback and uh, be able to replace Roethlisberger and be back there in a couple of years. I'll tell you what, man, that's some big shoes to fill old Ben Roethlisberger. That's – man, was I'll give him that. He – He's a legend around Pittsburgh. He made a hell of a career. He was accused of some things that I don't agree with, but he was never proven guilty, so I'm not going to hold it against him. Well, I mean, it never went to court. The uh, the accusees had actually dropped the charges after, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so. and I mean, nothing really went through it. Yeah, a couple of weeks and a couple of bank drafts, probably. Mm, probably, but, you know, we ain't going to discuss that. Yeah, we ain't going to get into all that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, man. What's crazy is all four NFL divisional round games were won by a field goal. Oh, yeah. Or, or a last-minute score. Yeah, last-minute score, field goal. I mean, hell, if you look at the uh, the game from Sunday night, the uh, Chiefs and the Bills, I mean, that went into overtime and what it take, 13 seconds for the Chiefs to come back and tie the game? You mean the Chiefs and the – Oh, yeah, it was the Bills. It was the Bills. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm brain farting over here, man. That is correct. It was the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, I mean, both teams scored over 25 points in the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah, just imagine if it was uh, college football rules. If the first touchdown didn't win the game, how long that would have went and what the score could have been. You know what's funny? Patrick Mahomes. Had a three-play touchdown drive in 13 seconds. 13 seconds. But this is what's hilarious. Dak Prescott ran a quarterback sneak with 14 seconds left in the game. They didn't let the playoff (laughs) and sent the Cowboys home. Yeah. Thank you, Dak. I appreciate it, Dak. Yeah. How about them Cowgirls? (laughs) I don't know what's going on with the Cowboys. I mean, they've got elite talent. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if they just don't give a crap and just there for the money. Don't know if, the, if it's the heart or what. But well, they, they ain't got much Mike McCarthy. They ain't got much there. He won a Super Bowl with my Packers, and I believe the players won in spite of having them him at coach. Right. Is all that was. Because that man there was both. It just You talking about unorganized, terrible play. I don't know how many games – I spent 
screaming at my TV, just no voice, probably getting close to liver failure <laughs> because of Mike McCarthy and his shenanigans on Sunday. Well, kind of like Saturday night. I, I didn't drink much Saturday <laughs> night. So back in the day, I used to drink pretty good. These days, I simmered it down. I slowed it down a lot. I'm proud of that. Mike McCarthy leaving Green Bay, I believe, is a big part of that. <laughs> now, if we could just get uh, Carolina on the winning track, we won't drink so much during college football. Hey, I mean, they did pretty good this past year. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I was tickled paint with them. But uh, I reckon we can go ahead and jump into uh, – that national championship game in college football. And what a game it was. A defensive struggle up to the last, what, four minutes of the game? Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, again, it was a story of field goals. And then the running game got on track, finally scored a touchdown for Georgia. But, I don't know. The crazy thing is it was all Alabama. That incomplete, well, the fumble that I thought was an incomplete pass. They picked it up, ran it back in and scored, and I thought the game was over. Yeah, I thought it was over too, and uh, I guess I can go ahead and take it on the chin and admit I was wrong. I thought, I thought sure as hell Georgia was going to choke. I mean, it's kind of like a Green Bay thing. You, it's just guaranteed Georgia's going to choke at the end of the season, but they didn't. And I got to say, man, that Georgia defense was sensational. But here's the thing, though. You called it wrong for who's going to win, but your notes, your, your hot take on what it would take for Georgia to win the game was spot on, and that's what they did to win the game. <laughs> Yeah, I reckon so. I mean, they did do that in a way. Uh, old Stetson Bennett surprised me. I figured he's going to have some turnovers on, but he did pretty good. He completed 17 of 26 for 224 yards. Got two touchdowns on the night in Georgia. And that's the man they had as their backup coming this year. And I remember in spring game, we both said, Stetson Bennett looked like a starter to me. He really did. He really did. Uh, to beat it all, he was a walk-off. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't look bad with them last year. Yeah, they had a couple losses, but at the same time, give the man the tools he needs. Give him a little time. Hell, they won a natty. <laughs> yeah. First one since 19, what, 1980? Don't you? Something like that. But here's the thing also that I have to admit that I was wrong about. And I texted you right when it happened, whenever that incomplete pass, fumble, whatever you want to call it was. I texted you just because I saw his body action. Get that man out the game and let's go ahead and cut his ass because this man don't care anymore. Talking about Stetson? Yes, sir. I was wrong. Yeah, man. He really showed a lot of heart. There was times there where I had some mixed emotions during the game. I was saying, man, I don't, I don't know about this cat. Maybe it's the lights are a little too bright. Maybe it's a little too much pressure. I don't know. But, man, when it, when it mattered most... He hunkered down, and, I mean, the kid played his ass off. He well, really did. Those Alabama linebackers, Bo, didn't give the man hardly any time to breathe. No, they really didn't. I mean, Bama's defense is pretty good all day. But also what kept Georgia in this game, in a lot of ways offensively, was that rushing attack. 
Oh yeah. Once that uh, once that Russian attack actually got going, man, it, it it really opened up some room for Stetson Bennett to be able to throw them off. Yes, sir. And that's going to be a big hole for them to fill this upcoming year because not one, but both of the running backs have declared for the NFL draft. Zamir mm-hmm. White, number three, just in that national championship game, he had 13 carries, 84 yards, one touchdown, average 6.5 yards a touch. But on top of that, James Cook, number four, had six carries for 77 yards, oh, yeah. averaging 12.8 yards a touch. I mean, it's hard to go wrong when you have, when you got stats like that, man. I mean, then in the receiving game, George Pickens came back, but at the same time, he didn't have a breakout statement. But when they needed him, he made an absolutely sensational catch. 52-yard ball. I mean, stretched Beautiful. all the way out and got that thing. Beautiful. I mean, that big tight end, Darnell Washington, he made a big catch in critical moments. What got me in the receiving game was these guys stepped up and made plays when it mattered most. And one more play I'm going to mention real quick. Remember in the preseason, I told you about a true freshman tight end they had? I was just about to mention it. And I said this kid had superstar wrote all over him. Yes, sir. Brock Bowers. The man. True freshman. He showed out all season long in the playoffs. He really came to life. I mean, just in this game right here. Four catches, 36 yards. Touchdown. Tough. He's a true freshman All-American, by the way. Yeah. NFL ready by far. Oh, yeah. I'd say after next year, maybe a year after, he, he's gone. Yes, sir. And also, I mean, a Donnie Mitchell, that was another peon player out there. Made some really big plays throughout the game. Really impressed me. He also showed out spring game and it transferred over this year. But let's talk about this Georgia defense. Yes, sir. Did them cats show out or what? Well, they came to play, and it they were smothering. And it was a they had a bend but don't break mentality. Every time it got to be about you know twenty yard line or so, they would tough they would you know straighten down and make sure that Belmont didn't score. Oh man, I mean Jordan Davis making plays, Nicobe Dean, Trayvon Walker, William Poole. Christopher Smith, Channing Tindall, all those guys, man. I mean, they just – they flat out showed up and showed out. And I think that was one of the best defensive performance I've ever seen a team make, especially against Alabama. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, I mean, they just – they didn't know really how to take that rush. I mean, they Georgia really didn't get – to that whenever they played them in the SEC championship game. It was just all Alabama. And I guess that's what shocked them when they finally got there and was able to make those stops. Bama receivers, I mean, of course, their number one receiver went down with an ACL injury. But other than that, man, I mean, the receivers weren't there to be found hardly. No, definitely not. And they were already missing another receiver going this game. Those are number one. Mm-hmm. But one thing I said going into this game, Georgia's secondary, this season really, for the most part, has been suspect. There's been holes in it. Yeah. All the way back to the spring game, this show holes in it. But I've been screaming all year, the best way 
to hide a bad secondary is get in that quarterback's face. Exactly. I mean, look at how Clemson was able to hide their secondary. Exactly. And, I mean, part of the reason Clemson was able to keep it a close game with Georgia is they were in JT Daniels' face the whole night. Yep, the whole, whole night. But Bryce Young, all year long, has been very efficient with the football. Mm-hmm. He's been incredible. Hell, he's a Heisman winner. He's yes, a sir. true freshman. Doing this game. The game started off, man. He was he was all hot streak. He was eating them up. I was concerned. Oh, yeah. He threw 57 passes in this game. Wow, I didn't realize it was that much. Damn, that's a lot of throws on true freshman, y'all. Arm. Yes, sir. But, but when it comes to that many passes, you know that turnovers are going to happen. He completed 35 out of 57, 369 yards, one touchdown, but threw not one, but two interceptions. And that last interception that he threw was the backbreaker. Yes, sir, it was. It was a game stealer pick six. Yes, sir. But at the same time, he had a lot of throws that wasn't. Picked off incomplete that was turnover-worthy plays, but a lot of that was the Georgia defense dialed up that heat. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, man, you could see it in his face. He was extremely uncomfortable. I mean, the first three drives of the game, Bryce Young came out there, and I'll be honest, I didn't really care for his attitude. I didn't care for that swagger he had. He was very arrogant, in my mm-hmm. opinion, very cocky. Coming out there, you could see him looking at the defense, talking trash. Cracking it, cracking his neck and rolling his eyes at him, at him like he get hit, jump up and brush his shoulder off, just at him like he was untouchable. Well, that's because but, they couldn't touch him in that first game. But after about that fourth series <laughs> of that national championship game, all of a sudden, Mr. Bryce Young, you look at him on the sideline, he's over there with a towel covering his head up, mm-hmm. covering his face. Out there on the field, looking down at the ground. Kind of reminded me of a Cam Newton. Reminded me a lot of a Dak Prescott. That too. That reminded me a lot of a Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton very much so also. The old Carolina Panther Cam Newton. Very state. That reminded me a ton of him. Yes, sir. But, yeah, I mean, old Bryce Young, he just looked mortal out there after that, that Georgia Bulldog defense got to him. He really did, man. And he just never could get it, get back in the rhythm. They just kept the pressure up, and he was throwing off balance, and he really struggled. And you look at this rushing game, all right? Their leading rusher was Brian Robson. He's been a very effective rusher all year. Carried the ball 22 times for only 68 yards. Averaged three yards a touch, and he was the leading rusher on this team. 68 yards of rushes. Bryce Young, you know his stats are rushing. Sacks are included in this, but uh, All right. negative 43 yards. Jesus. Four carries, negative 43 yards. <laughs> Average negative 10.8 yards. So what was the total rushing? You want total rushing on them? Yeah, total rushing yards. The total rushing yards for Alabama, 30 yards altogether. To Georgia's 140. Passing yards, they had 369 to Georgia's 224. 
But if you look at the yards per play, George averaged 6.5, Bama averaged 4.7, which is actually kind of funny because that's similar stats to what the SEC championship looked like, flip-flop. Right. right. Total yards, oh, Alabama actually won the total yard battle. They had 399 to Georgia's 364. They controlled the, they controlled the clock. They had 22 first downs to Georgia's 20. Third down efficiency, they were 9 for 20, so a little less than 50%. Georgia was 4 for 12, so they only had a third, mm-hmm. a little over 30%. Bama ran 85 total plays to Georgia's 56. Wow. So they ran 29 plays more than Georgia. Georgia had 10 penalties, 70 yards. Bama only had 7 for 57. Fumbles lost. Georgia lost one fumble. But interceptions, Bama had two, Georgia had none. Alabama held the ball for three minutes longer in this game in Georgia. Alabama won every stat except turnovers. Turnover margin. And that's and what, rushing. Yeah, and rushing. That's what killed them. <clears throat> no, I mean, they took a beating in this whole deal. But, I mean, I'm happy for them. I am too. I am too. I mean, nobody more deserving. I mean, we called it early on. You know, early on that Georgia was the team to watch in the uh, in the SEC. Yeah, after after that spring game, I mean, they looked like a damn NFL team out there. They did. Hell, their defense. I think they got seven guys going to the NFL draft this year, <laughs> and I think four of them are projected first round picks. I wouldn't doubt it. That's unheard of. Yeah, I mean, that's that's Alabama stats right there. Yeah, man, I mean, it's ridiculous. And, I mean, Nick Saban's been so dominant. And finally, finally, one of Nick Saban's assistants steps up. And punches him in the mouth. And takes the crown from him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Jimbo Fisher beating Saban this past year. Did you know he was the first assistant to beat Nick Saban? Yeah. The first ever. That's insane. I think all the Nick Saban assistants that coached in college ball. Yes, sir. He's the only one to have beaten them till now. Until but, now. And then Kirby beat him in the, the big game. Yes, sir. I mean, that's... But now, with what came out today with the, uh, the recruiting fiasco, we'll call it, do you think this national championship sticks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll keep the natty. It's a recruiting fiasco, but it went from 2021, so this will be 2021 national champ. So it just, it'll probably get affected for this upcoming year. And I mean, even then, it's being investigated. It's not. Yeah. There's nothing set in stone, so I'm kind of, yeah. I'm not going to jump the gun on it. Yeah, but, uh, you know, coming up, it, it could affect their bowl eligibility, recruiting stats. I mean, Georgia's in smart water. They'll find a way. It don't matter, man. They got so many. If it hurts the recruiting where they can't offer scholarships, what's going to stop these kids from going there as walk homes? That's true. That's true. I mean, when you got a team that dominant, you got Kirby Smart, Will Muschamp, you got all these guys on one staff. That's a... That's a high school kid's dream. Yes, sir. 
and I don't think they look like they're slowing down anytime soon. They got another hellacious recruiting class rolling in there. Yes, they do. We'll, we'll actually touch on that in a future podcast on what is actually coming in for Georgia. Yes, yes. Right before spring gets here, <laughs> after uh, <coughs> you good over there, Herbert? Here you go. You good over it? Yeah, I'm good. Wrong pipe. The hell did you do? Swallow a fly? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Nasty. <clears throat> trying to do a podcast. You're trying to play Fear Factor. <laughs> My bad, folks. I didn't mean to copy you here. It was pretty loud. <laughs> but, um, besides Georgia winning Natty. What would you say is probably some of the biggest surprises from this year's bowl season in general? There was a lot of them. Cincinnati Bearcats making it to the playoffs. They shouldn't have been there, though. No. And Michigan shouldn't have been there, either. Well, I mean, they did win the Big Ten National Championship. Yeah, man, I mean, they won the Big Ten National Championship, but let's be real here, I mean... When's the last time a Big Ten team went toe-to-toe in the playoffs with the SEC school one? It's been a few years ago, but uh, Ohio State actually beat uh, Alabama. It's been close to 10 years now. Yeah. It's almost a decade. No. Once in a decade. That's not a whole lot of credibility for them. I mean, that's true, but... You can't all be SEC schools in the playoffs. I don't know. I mean, we had two of them this year, and we see who went to the natty. I mean, you make a valid point, but, I mean, when you've got a team like Michigan and a team like Cincinnati in the playoffs, they don't give, uh, you know, any any resistance, which, I mean, another big surprise was Cincinnati actually playing with Alabama for a little while. Yeah, they held their own, man. I mean, through the – First quarter, they did all right. <laughs> now, the other three quarters, they went to hell in a handbasket. But, uh, Pretty fast and in a hurry. I mean, they still fared better than Michigan. Eh? Michigan never showed up, period, against Georgia. They just they got railed. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Missouri getting beat by uh, Army was a big surprise. Yeah, Missouri getting beat by Army. And um, was it Louisville? They lost to Air Force? Yeah, I believe Louisville did lose to Air Force. Missouri to Army, that was a big disappointment. Louisville to Air Force, that was a disappointment to say the least. Um, I'm missing one. Florida. Yeah. Going down to Central Florida, that, that caught me off guard. Auburn. Who the hell did Auburn lose to? I don't really remember who Auburn lost to, but it was... Let me pull this up real quick. Yeah. I'm going to pull it up. Carolina beat North Carolina. That South Carolina beating <laughs> the other Carolina. South Carolina becoming that, the real Carolina. That, that was actually a pretty big surprise. It was a, it was a pretty good surprise. Um, I did expect South Carolina to lose pretty handily, but... I don't know. Dak did. Dak did work. 
Dakarion Joiner. That was a huge surprise, period. Um, wasn't really much of a surprise to me. I figured he had that kind of an arm. They just, I just don't feel like he, he really got the... The fact that he started was a huge surprise, yes. and then the fact that he played the way he did was a huge surprise. Only got as many reps at quarterback was a huge surprise. Hmm? I said the fact that he got as many reps at quarterback was a huge surprise. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, Kevin Harris putting up as many yards as he did after the bad year that he's had with his back surgery and everything. I mean, I wish we could have had him one more year. Yeah, it would have been nice to get Kevin Harris back. But at the same time, I don't know, the way he acted. Yeah. The way he carried himself in that last press conference and all. Yeah, you could tell he was just done. He was he was done. And I just I didn't really care for the attitude. Oh yeah. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't find it. Who the hell did Auburn play? <laughs> yeah, old man over here doing his thumbs, trying to find this damn game. It's happening so slow. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Houston. They lost to Houston. Houston. And the Birmingham Bowl. How the hell do you lose a bowl in your home state? Right? To Houston? Yeah, I mean. That's almost like losing a game to Duke. Who? Duke. Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem? Duke Nukem. The basketball school. Oh, the Blue Devils. The Blue Devils. Yeah. More like the Boo Devils. Who the hell? I wonder how many games they want to try. I didn't really keep up with Duke. <laughs> I hate to say that, man. <laughs> I've been following ACC and SEC football all year, but. I want to say they only won like three or four games this year. After about three, four weeks of watching, trying to watch Duke's games, man, it gets a little, well, it gets a little hard to follow. Oh yeah, absolutely, especially when it's done on TV down here. No, they don't get a whole lot of TV coverage. But I have to say, Carolina to carry on genre combo beating NC that was a big surprise to me. Wake Forest beat Rutgers. That was mm -hmm. pretty cool. See Wake Forest finish out strong. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, Wake Forest, man. I, I, I slowly become a Wake Forest fan this year. Yeah, I mean, but they didn't lose but what two games the whole year? Two or three. I think they lost two. They lost to Clemson. They lost to Clemson. They lost to North Carolina. North Carolina. And they um, Pittsburgh. Pitt. They lost three. They lost yep. ACC championship. That that was. That was bull crap, though, man. That was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Still Pitt, a hell of a game, though. It was a hell of a game, but, man, don't cry <laughs> when a linebacker puts you on your butt, but then fake a slide. All these these quarterbacks, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting fired up just thinking about it. <laughs> I get so mad just thinking about this whole situation. Today's game is designed to protect the quarterback more, right. than, more than any player on the field. Right. Can't hit the quarterback. You can't hit the quarterback. 
And then he goes out there and fakes a slide. And it ends up being, I mean, the game winning play. Yeah, I mean, that is a big gray line. And now they've actually changed the rules where you can't do that anymore. It's a double standard for hell is what it was. Yeah, but there was no rule against it. Well, you can't hit the man if he's sliding. So if he fakes the slide, so every, so from then on, I'm guessing any time a quarterback goes to slide, if I'm a linebacker, I'm killing him. If I'm a linebacker and I see that quarterback slowing down and he looks like he might be sliding, I'm just going to go ahead and take that helmet off just to be sure. Yeah. I mean, what if he fakes? I don't want to lose the game for my team. Yeah. I mean, if you get a concussion, tough luck. Nobody cares when a linebacker gets a concussion. That's true. Nobody cares when these wide receivers are going across the middle on a cross route and a middle linebacker or a strong safety takes their head off. But a quarterback can fake a slide and win a championship game mm-hmm. off that play. He deserved to lose to Heisman. I mean, as shitty as that play was, it was piss poor. That's piss poor. But it was kind of smart at the same time. No, that's piss poor. Pans, candy-ass football. That's candy-ass football. I'm sorry. I don't care who I offend. You can say what you want. I really don't care, honestly, because in my honest opinion, how many times this year did you see that same quarterback get drilled and jump up calling for flags, being dramatic as hell, a few times. More than a few. More than a few times a game. <laughs> but then you're going to fake a slide. The next... Ooh, wait till he goes to the NFL. <laughs> you just wait. You just wait. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to get smacked in the mouth a few times. I wish Ray Lewis was still there. <laughs> Julius Peppers. Oh, my goodness. AJ Hall. AJ would kill him. Fake a slide on one of those dudes. AJ would kill him. AJ would just hit him on a slide just for pure principle of saying, hey, I'm here. Something's wrong with that dude. You you ever watch (laughs) Pat McAfee show? No. All the time. That's a wild dude. Oh, I I swear I think he was a hitman at some point. Oh, he was a hitman, all right. (laughs) On everybody in the damn NFL, but about that joker. Especially when he has a tank full of piranhas. Yeah, the man grew up with a tank full of piranhas. <laughs> Had pet piranhas. Who the hell has pet piranhas? Oh, I don't know. Damn that. <laughs> What's up with that? I don't think so, Captain. But speaking of uh, quarterbacks and busting mouse and everything, did you see that picture of Tom Brady after he uh, got hit in the head? <laughs> oh, Vaughn Miller. <laughs> Yeah, Von Miller did a number on old Tom. Did you see that meme? <laughs> so they had Tom Brady's face on. Do you remember Ben Stiller from Dodgeball? Yeah. The caption reads, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm not, I ain't going to be a shoot. When Tom Brady started bleeding, I said, oh, that's game. Yep. That's game. He's about to blow these boys out of the water. Yep. And when it was when they were down, I gotta give Tom Brady credit. I, I hate to keep going back to the NFL because we're 
college football podcast. But man, the playoffs are on. I really don't care. Is it bad that Tampa Bay was losing twenty-seven to three at one point to the Rams? And I sat right there and I said, "They're going to come back. You just wait and see." Tom Brady ain't losing. Yeah, no, I mean that's they could have been down thirty-five to three, and I would not have bet money against Tom Brady at that moment. No, not at all. Dude's a freaking robot. I'm telling you. And then they made him bleed. He was probably going to retire this year, but just for the fact that they made him bleed, he's probably going to come back next year and win another Super Bowl just for the hell of it. I don't think that he was actually going to retire this year. I think he was going to come back for at least one or two more seasons. I don't know if it'll be with Tampa Bay, but I think he'll be back. I don't know. They said there was a lot of contemplation this year. He was not committing to returning next year. But they done made them bleed, and somebody had to be a butthole and go out there and put a meme on the internet. <laughs> you don't make memes of Tom Brady. This guy has been tormenting. He's been holding the whole NFL hostage for two decades. <laughs> two decades this man has held. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. He has held the league hostage. Yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, look at it, man. Can you ever remember a playoff where Tom Brady wasn't in it besides when he was injured? No. Never. No. Not ever. I think he was a Terminator. They got sent back and bumped and said his wires got crossed up and somehow ended up playing football. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense at this point. Oh, his shotgun's the football? He's... He's, what, 44 years old? Something like that. I know he's old as shit. Damn, he ain't, that, that ain't old, man. <laughs> You're right around the corner. Hey, but I ain't playing football. Got a point there, man. <laughs> <laughs> My know. thing is, why couldn't they just let Tom ride off into the sunset and call it a day? They tried to last year when they let him win the Super Bowl. No, they didn't let him. He took the damn thing. He <laughs> did the same thing he's been doing for two decades, torturing us, <laughs> torturing the whole damn league, everybody. It literally said, everybody says, oh, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau Field. Oh, it goes through Arrowhead Stadium. No, 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 no. <laughs> the road to the Super Bowl goes through Tom Brady's driveway. That's it. <laughs> Wherever that joker lives, that's where the Super Bowl's going through. Goes through Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, New England. <laughs> Wherever man's at. But uh, I seen a meme the other day saying the only team, the only way Tom Brady will not, the only team Tom Brady could not win a Super Bowl with was the Jets. And what's bad is I shook, I looked at it and I said, "Bet, <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt." Dude's a freak. Yeah, I'm telling you, the man is a great quarterback, and you don't have to have top tier receivers for Tom Brady to make them great. No. Antonio Brown posted the thing on Twitter <laughs> make with a meme. He created a meme making fun of Tampa Bay saying, celebrating Tampa Bay being eliminated. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Hell, they eliminated him before he even got to the playoffs. What's he talking about? Right. And that man just needs to go sit down and get a big smell of help. That dude's a – he's a jackass. Yeah. I but wish – The good news about the, uh, the Rams – Winning, though, is Ernest Jones is going to be back next week. He's been out with an ankle injury. Ernest Jones from Carolina? Yes, sir. I didn't even realize he was starting this year. Mm -hmm. 
Damn, that defense is stacked. Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey, all on the same defense. Yes, sir. It's not fair. It's like <laughs> something out of the Madden game. Right? All Madden. Yeah. Well, um, with all this being said, Bo, how about before we leave, let's talk about some of the things we got going on coming up this year, looking ahead a little bit. Let's do it, man. I'm telling you, I'm 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 just so stoked on getting everything started. Glad to be back in the studio today doing this podcast, just talking football. Whether or not it's college or NFL, man, you know, we, we both we eat, breathe, drink football. I don't know about drinking football, but I eat, sleep, and breathe it. I drink it too, I don't hear shit. I might choke on about that. <laughs> I mean, I am a Green Bay fan. We're good at choking, apparently. <laughs> choking some of the guns every year. Every damn year. Need to find a new damn team. <laughs> I hear but, the Bears are taking that request. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like chair for Carolina, so <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I would not mind. There you go. I mean, you already wear a Bears jersey. Hey, if your wife gets you a present, <laughs> true. I don't give a damn. You wear the present. <laughs> but no, we got some great things coming up for y'all. We're going to uh, start doing at least one, maybe even two podcasts a week for you. Just going over some year in reviews for all the SEC, ACC teams. Hopefully, that'll lead us right up to uh, the spring game. Oh, absolutely, man. We got a lot of stuff to keep us busy. I mean, for us, man, the off season is busier than the regular season because in the off season, man, we got recruiting, we got coaching changes, coaches getting fired, yep. coaches getting hired. Yep, and I can't transfers. wait to bring some recruiting to you guys either. Oh yeah, transfers. Which I mean, not to mention our next episode. I, I'm definitely going to dive into this coach shakeup. Yes, sir. I mean. In the SEC East, you got a new coach at Florida. Mm-hmm. Then right there in the West, you got a new coach at LSU. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I hate I hate that with a passion, man. I love Coach O. Yeah, Coach O was the man. Coach O got screwed. That was some bull job. But hey, I mean, if you're LSU and I don't even know, I don't even, I don't even want, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> we'll talk about that at a later date. They're going out of their way to become a mediocre football team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're literally coming off a COVID year where they were the defending national champions and they lost everybody to the draft. Everybody. Well, not only that, man, but they're also bringing in a head coach who is known for choking in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that hire. What's how about that fake Southern accent? You seen that? Yes, I did. He goes down the way then all of a sudden he's a Cajun. He got him a Southern accent. Man, get that fake crap out of here, you damn leprechaun. Google <laughs> Tigers. Jump back in the box of Lucky Charms you come out of. <laughs> if you can't say Google Tigers, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> there you go. Old Coach O. Coach O, we got a place for you right there in South Carolina. Come on, man. But I'm, I'm telling you what, man. If Florida State don't do anything this year, look for Coach O down there at Florida State. I'll call him right now. Coach O at Florida State, man, that would be perfect. Or Coach O in Miami. Could you imagine Coach O on South Beach? (laughs) Go Hurricanes. Okay. (laughs) 
I hope Kojo gets a job, man. Dude oh. deserves a chance. Well, he's two years removed from the national championship. You're crazy if you don't think another school's going to hire this man. Yes, sir. And when I say we got a place for it at Carolina, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're a shame member. Well, a shame member. But, Coach O, if you don't want to be a head coach no more and you just want to be a coordinator or an analyst or a recruiter or something like that, come on down. Man. We got we got a place for you. Come on. No stress and hell. We got we got alligators down here. And we also got to look at you. We got, we got everything you need, Coach O. Come on down. <laughs> or come on up. Come on. I'm just saying, though, he's in Dustin, Florida, so that's actually not far from Miami. Not that far away. It ain't far from Florida State, either. No, sir. I wouldn't be surprised if he got you on this. The only thing with, Florida, with Miami is they got uh, Mario, what's his name, Cristobal? Cristobal from uh, Oregon. Oregon. They just hired that man. That's why I think it's. That's why I think Florida State and Coach O is just a match made in heaven. Yeah, absolutely. Miami, Manny Diaz getting fired. I swear I can remember somebody calling that in the preseason. I wonder who that was. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to try to play that clip next week. Might have to. Florida State, I don't know how the hell Norwell's got a job. I don't either. That was a train wreck all year. They train wrecked their way all the way to bowl eligibility, if I'm not mistaken. I think they won six games, but still. If you're Florida State... And you're proud of a six-win season. You're not a true Florida State fan. No, not at all, man. And especially after the winningest head coach in your program passes away before the season, and you respect the man by only winning six games. You dedicate your season to him. And you're mediocre. And it was just, it was, it was bad football. Don't get me wrong. That team this past year was loaded, top to bottom of talent. But it was, but it was a bad football team. I'll put it that way. They didn't have any heart. They played the wrong quarterback in the beginning. I mean, coaching, yeah. coaching, coaching, coaching. Yep. A very very poorly coached team this past year. Absolutely. And I'm not knocking the man. I mean, I don't see nobody. Lose a job, I don't wish bad on no one like that. But at the same time, some people, you got leaders and you got followers. Followers are coordinators, stuff like that, and then leaders, your head coach. You got to be a leader. You got to be a man your team respects. Mm-hmm. But the team has to be able to learn from you, and they have to be motivated to say, let's go out here and win this game. They've, got, they've got to be motivated to know that the man beside of them and the man beside of them and the man on the other side of them is going to run through that brick wall because that's what the coach told you to do. Florida State was a bunch of individuals. Yeah. One player. It was all me team. Kind of like Carolina season before last. Yeah. And I mean, I said the same thing about Carolina. I like Will Muschamp. Nothing but respect for Coach Boone. Mad respect for Boone. Love the guy. Thought he was a hilarious character, awesome guy. Wish I could have met the man. Mm-hmm. Wish him nothing but the best going forward in the future. But he was not a head coach. No. And that's no knock to him. He's one of the best DCs college football's had. Absolutely. He can run a defense like nobody's business, man. Put fear in your heart. But, I mean, you can't run both sides of the ball at the same time. 
You can't make it about individual rooms, DB rooms, linebacker rooms. It's got to be all team-oriented, and that's the knock that I had with Muschamp. That's exactly right, man. And I mean, also, all right, this is where you know it's a bad head coach. It's not a bad head coach. If your coach is known for great defense, great offense, etc., what was the biggest problem with Muschamp's team his final year? Couldn't stop the run. It was a poor defense. Poor defense. And, I mean, T-Rob was the biggest problem with that, in my personal opinion. It was, but at the same time, as a head coach, you got to oversee that. Yeah. You look at Kirby Smart's teams. Always got a great defense. Kirby mm-hmm. Smart's a defensive mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, who was I going to – I was going to say something. I'm sorry. Nick Saban. Yeah, Nick Saban. No, Nicky. Known as a defensive guru. Mm-hmm. All his teams always have a great defense. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin. Can't stand the guy. I hate that. Cannot stand Lane Kiffin. But you know what? He's known as an offensive guru. He's always got good offenses. His teams always have great offenses, year in, year mm-hmm. out. Muschamp, known as a defensive guru, team had bad defense. Mike Norwell was supposed to be the next big thing as far as being offensive mind. I mean, they say he's an offensive genius. Offensive dunks. Florida State's offense this year was atrocious. Just And they put in Mackenzie Milton, who looked great in the Notre Dame game. He played pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then they were having struggles with Milton. So then they put Jordan Travis back in the game. They said, oh, He's got mobility. He can help us win. If you're having to rely on your quarterback to scramble and pick up a first down, you ain't an offensive guru, dude. Your plays, that means your plays, your receivers are covered. You can't get a pass off. Your line's getting blowed up. The line's getting blowed up, and the quarterback's having to literally carry you on his shoulders. Salter is to it. Exactly. And you can't win like that. I mean, hell, how about back in the day, the Atlanta Falcons when they had Michael Vick? <laughs> Everybody on Madden wanted to play with the Falcons because they wanted Michael Vick. Because Vick could run the ball like nobody's business, but he couldn't throw it on Madden. He could throw it good. Vick had a strong, crazy strong arm. In Madden? Yeah, even in Madden he had a pretty good arm. But everybody ran just because he yeah. was so good at running. He yeah. plays. But see, this great player, everybody knew him. We're not going to get into the individual, Michael Vick, the person. Right. But the player was on the field. Incredible. Awesome. How many times do you remember the Falcons making the playoffs with Vick? Three or four times, but they never got far. To the playoffs? Yeah. I remember once. We'll have to go back and look it up, but I think it was like three or four times. 2003, not 2003, it was 2004. 04, they made it to the NFC Championship and they lost to the Eagles. Yeah. 03, they were 6 and 10. The next year, I think they were 7 and 9. Do you recommend? I think they were 7 and 9 or 8 and 8. I have to go back. They were always a middle of the pack team. Yeah. But the point is, man, you can't just win the game alone on quarterback play. You've got to have everybody working in conjunction as one. You've got to have your receivers being able to work with your quarterback, know where he's going to be looking, know where to go to get open. 
got to have your line being able to block to give your quarterback time. Your running back has to block to get time or, you know, get the ball and run it out. I mean, it's, it's just there's no individual that's going to win you a game. Well, that's it's a team effort. That's exactly the point I was getting at. Another great example, this past year, the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> this, this season, Lamar Jackson looked incredible. Mm-hmm. He's looked incredible every year. <laughs> they didn't even make playoffs this year. No. And you know why? If your quarterback is your team's leading rusher, you might be in trouble. You got problems. Yeah. You got big problems. If your quarterback has more rushing yards than the team's leading receiver has receiving yards, you might be in trouble. Exactly. And that's a lot of what happened. Mm-hmm. So, hate to get it all sidetracked on Florida State, but man, I just that team just bugs the hell out of me. Yeah, I mean they're they're past due for a coaching change, and it makes me mad because I like Florida State. I do too. I want to cheer for them. I really do. I want to pull for them. Are they my favorite team? No, but they're definitely a team that I really enjoy watching. I prefer Florida State over most teams in the ACC right now. You know, besides Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, yeah. Which, that's another one who I think messed up in the offseason. They made a good choice in firing the coach they had. Right. Because he wouldn't get them nowhere. But then you turn around and you hire the defensive coordinator from Penn State. I mean... I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe they can, you know, turn that defense around, but, I mean, hopefully you can get bring in a good offensive mind. I was about to say, their defense was not – don't get me wrong, their defense was an issue. But at the same time, that offense was not setting the world on fire by no means this year. Hell, they weren't good last year. Though. The best part of their offense last year was they had Khalil Herbert running back in 2020, and he looked – Sensational. He's going to be a great running back going forward in the future. He's with the Chicago Bears right now. Right. But. And hence, the Bears family begins. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> well, listen, I'll pull for him a little bit. <laughs> right now, we're, we're doing a little soul searching as far as NFL teams. But, uh, yeah, Virginia Tech, man, I mean, we're going to dive into all this in the upcoming episodes. But just a quick point. They need what South Carolina had this year. They need somebody that can fire the kids up Mm -hmm. and want to play football. See, I used to love watching Virginia Tech. I really did. Yeah. Growing up, I loved watching Virginia Tech. I used to, man, what nothing like a Friday night game at Virginia Tech and Blacksburg, Inner mm-hmm. Sandman playing, team coming off the cannons fire with Frank Beamer. I mean, those guys would be going the whole game. You could see it when Frank Beamer's out. Those guys played their asses off. Yeah, they played hard. Yeah, they played for Beamer, Big Beamer. And I mean, the last couple of years, it's just been falling off a little bit, not looking good, and then. This year here, man, that they look good in the opening game. 
mm-hmm. with Justin Fuente at head coach. Mm-hmm. They looked great when they played North Carolina season over. I said, called that one too. Yeah, we did call that one. <laughs> but I was excited for him. I said, damn it, man. Here we go. This right. is what we've been missing. Right. Virginia Tech's back. They're going to be forced to be recommended in the ACC. And every single game they played after that, I'd try to watch them. And I'll have to change channel mm-hmm. to keep from falling asleep because mm-hmm. it just looked like just stale. Mm-hmm. Flat. They come out flat. I mean, it looked like I wouldn't even. I started saying football practice, but it didn't even look like a football practice. Language. Yep. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you good? I mean, that's how <laughs> aggravated you get about this. Nothing drives me more more crazy. Than watching a stale football team. I helped coach a team a little bit this past year. Mm-hmm. The maddest I ever felt and the most frustrated I ever felt as a coach was when the team came out and wasn't motivated. And it makes you feel bad, like failure as a coach. And you know what? You are. Yeah. I take blame in that. But to be on a national level like that, these kids are scholarship athletes. And you can't get them fired up at all? How the hell do you not get fired up listening to Inner Sandman, going from the practice facility all the way to the stadium, carrying the flags, Mm -hmm. cannons going off, fireworks shooting in the air, Metallica blaring. The crowd going crazy. Yeah, but that's... And that's a very underrated stadium. I'm telling you. I went there a couple years ago. Back in 20... It was either 2016 or 2015. It was when we had the million-year flood, or thousand-year flood, whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. We had that bad flood. I went up there, and I went to a few... Hmm, we'll say... All right, hell, it's I went to a few bars. <laughs> a few establishments. Norms. Yeah. <laughs> outside of the stadium that night. It was a Friday night game, and they won. And I'm telling you, we were a quarter mile down the road at a place they called Tots, Top of the Stairs. And I swear you could feel that place vibrating walking <laughs> around. The stadium was so loud. Yeah. The cannons would go off and the building would shake. <laughs> I mean, it was Awesome. Yeah. It is an insane environment that I never knew Virginia Tech had. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the season, I've watched some of their home games, and that stadium wasn't even half full. they got to get somebody in there that can get the fans back in the stands. Not only get the team fired up, but get the whole culture fired back yeah, up. Get, get that culture change back to where it used to be. About like what Shane Beaver's done with South Carolina. Absolutely. It's been a huge culture change. Sorry, Virginia Tech, you missed out on that one. He's ours. You can't have him. <laughs> we love you, but not that much. No, not at all. And I tell you, another surprise coaching hire this year, or coaching change, excuse me, was uh, Bronco Minerhall from Virginia. Yeah. Resigning at the end of the season. That caught me off guard, too, man, because, I mean, Virginia hadn't done bad one. They hadn't set the world on fire, but at the same time, they. I thought they had been slowly improving a little bit each year. Every year, it seemed like they were improving. They actually made the uh, 
the uh, bowl, made a bowl game, I believe it was last season. Uh, I think they even may, may have made a bowl game this season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I mean, Virginia was not a bad team by no stretch. Mm-hmm. They look better than Virginia and, Tech. And, I mean, they had a, a great opening show as well with that horse running out on the field and, and their band music playing. It, it, I mean, it was craziness there, too. Yeah, it's a great culture down there. Mm-hmm. Virginia in general, man, is a football state. Great football state. It really is. Mm-hmm. It is a great football state. And that's a big part of what got Justin Fuente fired from Virginia Tech is because he literally was quoted in saying they were more concerned about pulling recruits out of other states than the state of Virginia. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb move. Dumb, 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 dumb. But I don't know. We're going to dig into this a little later on. I figured, I felt like it was a good little something to touch on while we were wrapping things up. But, uh, with all this being said, man, I think I'm good. You got anything else you want to say? I don't have anything else to say, but thank you guys for your thoughts and prayers. And, uh, Bo, I'm just ready to get this thing going, ready to talk some more football. Yes, sir, that's right. And, uh, check us out on Twitter, at First and Goal, or you can go on Facebook and look us up, First and Goal. Yes, sir. But, um, like I said, give us a shout, shoot us a message, wherever you want, man. Questions, questions comments, concerns. If you want to talk football with us, we'll be more than happy to talk football with you. Yeah, absolutely. We, ain't, we don't mind having a call in or whatever. Absolutely. Whatever you want, man. But, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the boss man says it's time to go. Yes, sir. Mr. Gabriel says it's time to wrap things up, so I believe that's what we're going to do. I hope you all have a great evening. Take care, and we will see you all next time. Later.